other side of midnight with Frank Morano. For several reasons, because essentially, you remember the the old scene in It's a Wonderful Life, where you had all these people rushing to take their uh, their their money out of George Bailey's bank, and he couldn't pay all the depositors. They're lined up, and I'm sorry, I meant to pull the audio, but uh, I didn't have uh, I didn't have an opportunity. It, but they're they're running around. They're saying, you know, where's our money? Where's our money? And, you know, George is describing, well, no, it's in Joe's house and it's in so-and-so's house. Well, uh, this story involving uh, Silicon Valley Bank is an interesting one and potentially a very frightening one. Uh, here to help us break some of this down is a man whose knowledge of the financial markets is second to none, a man whose accent is second to none, a journalist, a broadcaster, a columnist, and the author of the book, The Wall Street Journal Guide to the 50 Economic Indicators That Really Matter, the inimitable, the one and only, Simon Constable. Hello, Simon. Hello, Frank. Lovely to hear your voice. You always sound so perky. Uh, early in the morning, I'm I'm always amazed. Thank you. Now it's a it's a much more civilized hour for you in Scotland, right? It's about eight thirty there. Oh, I'm actually in France now at oh. the moment, and um and uh, it's yes, it's it's about eight thirty in the morning, and uh, and the, the sun is just coming out. So, uh, but I hope it does for you later in a few hours <laughs> in in New, in New York. Yeah, you and me both. All right. Um, help us break uh, break this down here. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank. What exactly happened on Friday, and why did it happen? Well, what, what happened was the, the the bank was basically the bank basically went bust. It, uh, it 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 could no longer operate as a bank. Too much money was flowing out of it. Uh, the, the government has basically t- taken it over. The depositors uh, may or may not get their money back. Um, the the limit for insured deposits is two hundred and fifty thousand per person, and there's that's a very small amount of the money that is in or that was deposited in Silicon Valley Bank. So there is the potential for a lot of people to lose a lot of money. Those people could include other companies, and that could have a roll-on effect throughout the economy. 
So that, that's basically what happened. It is exactly like you said, George, George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. You know, the, the, the bank doesn't have a lot of money. It, it takes a lot of money in. It lends a lot of money. And, you know, you nominally have you know, deposits, but that's largely been lent out. And that's exactly what's happened here. Uh, one of the very disturbing things is the government is now considering bailouts. Uh, of of all those depositors, which causes what's known by economists as moral hazard. So if you thought the bank was going to go bust and you and you put your money in it, that would be a reckless thing, a reckless thing to do. And by bailing out banks whenever they go bust, you encourage people to go where the interest rates on the deposit higher and maybe the bank is reckless. So if if you if you understand that you you wouldn't buy pizza from from a place that was cheap but known for food poisoning and basically this is you know if if it's dodgy it could be like financial poisoning I hope that makes sense No uh, no no I I I think it uh, it certainly it certainly does it, um now the news came yesterday that a New York based bank Signature Bank um is also in some trouble what exactly happened with Signature, and was that tied to Silicon Valley? I think that's all tied to the same thing. The, the Federal Reserve it, it basically ca- causing this indirectly, right? I don't think they, they got up in the morning a, f- a few months ago and said, oh, let's, let's cause some banks to, to, to crash. So t- two things have been happening, and you, you, you know definitely one of them is that the borrowing costs have been going up because the Federal Reserve has been putting up interest rates. Um, and that, uh, that has been making long, long bonds, um, yeah, treasuries uh, go down in value, and that's also meant um, deposit rates have, have gone up. So Silicon Valley Bank definitely had a lot of long bonds. Uh, it should have had short dated securities so that it could it could uh, uh, benefit from the, the difference between their borrowing costs and their and, and their lending uh, their lending price. But they didn't they didn't do that. They had it the opposite way round. Uh, Signature Bank may have happened the, the same way. The other thing that the and again, I don't know that, but the, the, the other thing that has happened is that the Federal Reserve has been reducing the amount of money in the economy. And you may remember many years ago, uh, the Fed started buying bonds, uh, and that was basically a way of printing money. Well, they've been doing the opposite over the last year or so. And so the amount of money and money isn't just paper money. It's also electronic money that's been coming down. So there's been less liquidity in the in the money market and less liquidity has led some banks to you know, fragile banks. And maybe Signature Bank was fragile. Uh, th- that's obviously hurt them, too. And then you've also got the uh, Silver Lake Bank as well. And um, and there'll probably be some more, too. I don't know whether we should be concerned about this or not, because banks go bust all the time. And it's probably very healthy. Businesses mm. go bust all the time. You know, uh, it's, it, it's normal. You know, the pizzeria on the, on the corner may go bust if it, it's not doing a very good job. And that's part of what makes America's economy the healthiest in the world. It's a very healthy economy in its destruction. I don't know, Frank, if you have a garden, but... When a tree dies, you cut it down. Or when a plant is looking bad, you prune it back, right? Because you want the healthy bits to grow. And the same with the economy. If, if these banks were not, you know, not doing well, why save them? Now, 
with Silicon Valley Bank, there is something to save, which is the relationships they have with the Silicon Valley businesses. That's good. I don't know about Signature Bank very much at, at all. But, but you see where I'm coming from is that right. the death of a company should not be treated as, oh, my God, we've got to save it because and, and excuse my um, my language there. But it, 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 it shouldn't be that way. You know, businesses come, businesses go. Um, if we didn't let businesses fail, then we'd still have the same businesses we did 100 years ago. And there'd be, you know, there'd be no room for new companies. It would be crazy. Uh, talking with Simon Constable, uh, if you haven't gotten his book, please uh, check it out. It's a, a fascinating read that puts complex financial and economic terms into into uh, terms that even people like me can understand. It's called the Wall Street Journal Guide to the 50 Economic Indicators That Really Matter. Simon, uh, so take me through, again, what you alluded to in terms of the Federal Reserve's role in hiking interest rates and how the interest rate hikes, which uh, Jerome Powell indicated was needed to break the back of inflation, and uh, is indicating there are more on the way. Could be half a point, maybe even three-quarters of a point. Who knows? Maybe even a full point. They're determining to they've determined to keep raising interest rates until uh, consumer prices get under control. Why would explain to me and our audience if you can? Why would the Fed raising interest rates lead to these problems with SVB Bank and Signature Bank, either directly or indirectly? Okay. So let, let me let me explain the SVB Bank, which I which I understand a little bit better than the Signature Bank situation. Banks have two two things. They have assets and liabilities, and the, the assets they buy uh, or the uh, Silicon Valley Bank bought were long bonds. Uh, They're things like 10-year treasuries, five-year treasuries, you know, maybe 20-year or 30-year treasuries. When the and, and they also they, they borrow money from depositors, and they the, those those deposits get a small amount of interest and. Um, and, and that's what the depositors get paid, a, a tiny, a tiny amount, a, amount of money. Now, there's a difference between the liability and the asset. The, the, the liability is what they owe the depositors. The asset is what they've put the money in. And in Silicon Valley's case, it was these tr- treasuries. Now, when interest rates went up, the value of those treasuries went down. I see. The, 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 Right. And so they went down massively. Now, this was a mistake. This was a mistake, in my view, by the chief financial officer. That should not have happened. They could see that was coming. This was well signaled. Jerome Powell didn't get up one, you know, one day in the middle of the night and say, I'm hiking interest rates out of the blue. This was well, well signaled. It was like a train coming. Get off the track. The train's coming. They didn't get off the track. They stayed on the track and they said, "Okay, we're going to do that. So the value of their their assets went down massively and they still had these huge liabilities. A lot of money had flowed into Silicon Valley Bank uh, during the pandemic. I mean, really lots and lots of money, Uh, more money even than than you have, uh, Frank. So, you know, (laughs) we're talking a major, major amount of money here. So you get this disconnect between what they owe and what they own, and it, and it sort of shifted the wrong way, and that and that's really bad. And you may find other banks uh, suffering from that as well. And again, it comes back to the uh, to the, the chief financial officer and the treasurer uh, of any company need to look at that. Now, it's particularly bad in banks because there's a disconnect between what they're what they're lending and what they're borrowing, 
and that's how they make their money, and they've got to manage that very well. And there are plenty of tools out there to do this. So, you know, it, 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 it reminds me very much of, uh, of Bear Sands and, and Lehman Brothers. You know, um, may, maybe the symptoms were, were caused by different things, but it's a symptom of, of banking. Banking can be very unstable. I hope that makes a heck of a lot more sense than it did before, but this is a very complicated yes. area. Yeah, no, I appreciate you clarifying that and, and taking the time to walk us, uh, walk us through it. One thing uh, that I was a little bit surprised by before I read a little bit more about the situation in Silicon Valley Bank, I think most Americans know that um, your deposits are insured up to $250,000 per account by the FDIC, which a lot of Americans who don't have more than $250,000 in the bank, it's not exactly a big concern for us because our whole, you know, our whole uh, assets that are in banks, we're taken care of. We're going to be provided uh, for. But what surprised me is how many people at the Silicon Valley Bank had more than $250,000 in their accounts. Why would any person have more than $250,000 in an FDIC-insured bank when this could very well happen? It's it's a very good question. You'd have to have great confidence in the bank to do that. Uh, Perhaps you were a business that had raised some money from venture capitalists and you'd parked the money there temporarily uh, while while you drew it down to grow your, your business. Uh, remember, businesses count as people. I mean, I think that the, the, uh, the Supreme Court uh, announced that. So when you say when you say people, it could, it could be businesses right. that have this money, or entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, have put the money in there, and maybe they they didn't look hard enough at what was going on with the bank, or maybe when they put the money in, the bank was fine, and they never looked again. It's sort of like, you know, you, 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 again, I'll go back to the restaurant thing. You go to the restaurant all the time and you think it's fine and it's fine. You, you stop you stop sort of poking around and saying, is it clean here? Or, you know, are there rats in the kitchen? Because, you know, it's always been fine. So you think maybe it always will be. Uh, there are also, I would say, a heck of a lot of people in Silicon Valley who are very, very rich. And, and that, that's a, you know, that's a consequence of a lot of value being built. So I, I think um, anyone who's putting more than that much in the bank account or, or significantly more than that is, is probably being a bit reckless and maybe should have spread the money around. You know, 250 in one place, 250 in another place, 250 right. in another place. There are plenty of banks in America. Plenty of banks. So you can you can spread your wealth around literally and be a lot safer. I did hear one report yesterday that the government is going to be allowing depositors, even if they had more than $250,000 at a Silicon Valley bank account, to be able to get, they'll be able to get all their money, even if it's in excess of that $250,000. Is that the kind of uh, pseudo bailout and the kind of moral hazard that you're talking about? Absolutely. That, that, that is not a pseudo bailout. That, that's a bailout. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is completely a bailout. That will come from taxpayer money. The, the insurance money um, for the 250000 that's covered. So that's not, that's not a bailout. The bank pays for that insurance. But everything in excess, that would, that would be a bailout. And yes, it does cause, cause moral hazard. Uh, you know, if, if the, the lead bankers, you know, the CEO, the CFO, 
you know, and, and that group of people knew that their bank would go bust and, you know, their, their pensions would go down the, the tubes if they got it wrong, uh, then I think they'd be a bit, quite a bit more careful. I know I would be if I was running a bank and, and that was on the line. But if they know that, oh, yes, the government, the Treasury will fork over an absolute ton of money, then they won't be as careful. It's it's you know, think about it. You're on a tightrope. Do, do you want a net below you or not? Right. We all want a net below us, but we'd be a lot more careful if there was no net. And and by, by the, the the government coming coming up and saying, oh yeah, well maybe we'll do this. If that happens, we, we don't know yet. We'll, we'll wait and see. Then then you're almost encouraging reckless behavior. The uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was on the Sunday's shows, sp- saying specifically the opposite of what you're saying. She said there will be no bailout for Silicon Valley Bank, and then she tried to reassure Americans that there will be no domino effect, and she said that the federal government is working to help depositors. In your view, is she being um, is she being a little cute by saying that there's going to be no bailout, but that the federal government's going to help depositors? Well, the federal, uh, sorry, the, the the federal government can help depositors by getting the the bank taken over. So, if, if for instance, and I, I and I don't know um, which bank would want to do this, but the the obvious candidate will be J.P. Morgan. It's it's an enormous bank, uh, you know, and it's and it's done similar things in the past. But taking over the bank and saying, okay, well, we'll take we'll take this over, we'll take the liabilities over, which are the deposits. And um, we'll take the brand name and everything else because there's a lot there's a lot of good things within the bank. Like I said, the, the relationships in Silicon Valley have got to be very helpful for for big banks in terms of getting getting deals done, making loans, and all that sort of thing. So if they can broker a deal where it's bought, now I think the shareholders are going to be hurt very badly, and that's that's kind of their fault, and and that's very sad for them. Um, but I think the depositors could be okay. My my worry is that the government forks over money rather than rather than brokers a deal. And I think brokering a deal is fine. I mean, I think I think mm-hmm. that's you know that's where capitalism comes in. You know, maybe it's Jamie Dimon to the rescue, or another big banker. Maybe it's Goldman Sachs to the rescue. I I don't know, and I don't know what where it would fit best. But there are a lot of big banks with a lot of money that are very solvent all the way around, and they could come in and do that. And that would actually give a, a, a breath of relief for depositors. But depositors at other banks should now be thinking, okay, is my bank safe? Right. Do I have more than a quarter of a million dollars in there? And maybe if, if I do, maybe I should shift some. I think that would be very prudent for people to do. You know, other people may see, see it different, but I think that would be prudent. Well, would that cause a run on the bank? If everybody runs to the bank when the bank's open in a couple hours and take out all the money that they have in there, over $250,000, and the banks are unable to make good on the money that people are trying to take out, is that another George Bailey situation? It, it could be. But remember, if that money is taken out, it's going to go in somewhere else, isn't right. it? So it's 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 not like you're, you're you're taking it out and putting it in a big duffel bag like Bugsy Siegel, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's right. You, you're going to take it out and put. You're probably going to transfer it to another bank. So you know you may, may, maybe you have um, you know a, a, a million dollars with uh, J.P. Morgan, and you say, well, okay, I'm going to put uh, and part of, part of that 
750,000 and put uh, 250 in, you know, um, Bank of America, 250 in Signature Bank, 250 in another bank, or maybe not Signature, given what you just said. But you see what I'm saying? Right. You, you can you can spread it around, and maybe people at you know at Bank of America are saying, okay, well I've got you know I've got half a million, I'll take uh, half of that half a million and put that in J.P. Morgan. So it 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 could you know it, it could all wash wash around. Um, Undoubtedly, there will be some banks that fail, but banks fail all the time. It's 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 the nature of it. Businesses fail all the time. Um, th- this is this is the nature of it. I mean, we've just been through the winter, uh, and you see, you know, plants die back. You know, some plants never come back after the winter. Some do, and you know that that will happen. And and much as it's sad for the employees and 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 everything. Those employees will, will no doubt overwhelmingly be great people who are hardworking and smart and they will find other jobs. That's the nature of, of business in America. It's it's you know, we've 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 all been through that. You know, when company companies around us fail, you move on. And um and oftentimes people say it's the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, uh, we've been talking with Simon Constable. Simon, thank you. I hope we're not bothering you on your vacation. I, I do have to ask you about this, though, even if we are bothering you on your vacation. The headline on CNBC when uh, when the news of Signature Bank came, regulators close crypto-focused Signature Bank citing systemic risk. I know Silicon Valley Bank was a big haven for a lot of tech money, imagining a lot of crypto-related companies and industries. What role do you think crypto is playing in this whole thing? Is that a significant factor here? I'm not sure that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I know that the, the wealth effect has been pretty bad for for, for crypto, right? P- people who bought crypto at sixty thousand dollars a, you know, a Bitcoin, uh, and and now finding it worth, you know, a, a fraction of, of that will, will have been hurt by the by that. But but basically, crypto isn't used in the same way money is. We we get we don't go to the bank to. To, to borrow crypto, we might go to a, a bank or a banking institution to buy crypto. I don't, but but some people might. But you don't get a loan and then start paying it back, you know, bit by bit by bit. You you you, you most people just hold it, um, and then and then they'll sell it. They'll sell it later if if it's made a profit or a loss. So I I'm not sure how that works. I mean, the thing about debt and money is that it sort of compounds. Problems. Mm. So if, if you if you if you have some money in the bank, that that's good. And if if um, you don't get much interest, that's good. But if you borrow money, you have to keep paying the bank interest every month, no matter what. Uh, you know, and that and that that can that can really start to accelerate when when a business or a or an individual's finances start to go wrong. And so th- that can cause a lot of systemic risk. I'm not sure about what the, the crypto can do. I don't know and. Uh, I know maybe two people who own some crypto, but it's it's if they lost it all, it wouldn't cause them any pain. Um, <laughs> I'm I, sure it's a small it's a small portion of their wealth. It's it's like the change in their pocket, um, proportionately. You know, so you know you wouldn't if 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 you um you know if if you if you dropped some money down the back of the seat at home, you know would 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 you be crying? Pro- probably not. It'd be irritating. But um, it, w- it wouldn't be bankrupting you. So I'm not really sure what they're saying there. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, uh, I, I can understand that. By the way, while we've been speaking, or perhaps a, a little bit before, uh, there's been some major news. 
The Other Side of Midnight proudly presents breaking news. Uh, as you prophesized, Simon, unless you already knew this and just didn't tell me, uh, HSBC is acquiring the British arm of uh, stricken Silicon Valley Bank, and uh, they're announcing a, a rescue deal for at least the UK branch of Silicon Valley Bank. So uh, I guess, uh, is that unusual that they would just take one area of the bank and not the whole the whole bank? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's un, unusual. It makes sense in the UK. The, the, London has a very, um, a very, very important sector of its economy called the, the fintech business, which is financial technology firms, and they're doing really quite well in London. And HSBC has never really done that well in the US. So it makes sense for them to stick to where they they can do better. So it would actually help rescue. Ah a sector of the UK industry, which relies on Silicon Valley Bank, and it fits them in there uh, well in in an area they understand. I imagine the Bank of England helped broker this. I I say I imagine, but uh, I think they would be. The Bank of England is set right in the heart of the financial district, so they can literally walk out, have a meeting with with a bank and, and, and arrange something. That's what's um, what makes sense. I would point out as an aside, very few foreign banks make it in America. Very few at all. Uh, they, um, if, if any, make it in a, in a big way. So it makes sense for HSBC really to stay, stay where it does its business uh, well and um, and can compete in a, in a good way. So, well, good, good, good for for all the people in London then, and uh, and the rest of the UK. That that's, that's I hope something similar happens in the US. I'm, I'm sure it will. I'm, I I can't imagine they'll announce that at uh, three three in the morning in the US. They'll probably wait till prime time, which will be eight o'clock. Mm. So uh, in, in the morning, but uh, that's a, that's a good sign. That's a, that's a very good sign. A rescue, but not a bailout. And um, if uh, if you were betting, uh, Simon, would you do you think we're headed towards another 2008 situation? Oh, I hope not, Frank. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not for you and hope not for me because it means every weekend someone's going to go bust. It was a bleak period. It was horrible. I, I, I really, I really hope it wasn't. The good news is, is that we don't have the whole of the housing market. Remember, that was the whole of the American housing market that was the problem uh, because it was the, the, the ninja loans. Remember those? No right. income, no, income, no, income, no, job, no, job. no asset. Right. Yeah. Um, and and that, was, that was a very silly way to do loans. That's not happening here. But that is not happening here in any way. We've not got lots of of ridiculous loans out there where where we, you know we should have known people weren't ever going to be able to pay back, and that would affect the banking system. That isn't happening. The liquidity crisis is is a and it is a bit of a crisis is is a problem, and I think it may uh, prompt the Federal Reserve to pause on hiking interest rates. Uh, because, you know, wrecking the entire economy for the sake of inflation, you know, a banking crisis, if it if it was going to go that direction, um, would would be very bad for the economy. Now, right now, it's not a crisis. It's a couple of banks that had a hard time. OK, you know, one of them was pretty big. But, you know, that if it if that stops now, then then we're fine. It's going to be interesting to see what the Federal Reserve does. 
I think they, they will tend to be cautious mm. uh, and want to, do, quote, do no harm. I think that's, you know, is, isn't that what doctors do, do, want to do? <laughs> exactly, to the, do Hippocratic no Earth, the Hippocratic Oath. The Hippocratic Oath. Hey, uh, Simon, um, thank you very much. Uh, if we did bother you on vacation, I apologize. But uh, when, your, a, wis- when your wisdom is you, needed, Frank, it's needed. It's never a problem. I appreciate never it. Never a problem. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you, Frank. Have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation or anything else we've covered today, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.